Well, good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. It's a great day on this Thursday to be with you. Stephen, what's on your mind today? Well, you know, I was just thinking about, we've been talking about some of the some of the first churches because we're, we've been going through the early part of Revelation with the letters to the seven churches. And, uh, you know, w- when I think about the early church, I can't help but thinking about the story of Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, because... Uh, you know, we in in in, in the, through actually throughout the book of Acts, which the book of Acts is a book that everyone ought to read. Yeah, you know, sure. Acts is an incredible book. It is a book that helps us understand how the church began. It teaches us about the Holy Spirit coming and and moving. Yeah. And and um, well, it's, to go to your point, the Bible uh, as we have it, most Bibles will say uh, at the prescript for the book of. Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. But as someone well said, I remember when I was in college, I had a great professor who said it would be better titled The Acts of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it would be a much better title. Yeah. And I was just thinking, if you were to get outside of Revelation and look for any other book that that talks a great deal about the church's genesis, the beginning of the church, Acts would definitely be the book to go to. That's for sure. And, uh, and, and all over the book of Acts, you see a man named Paul. Uh, but that was not his original name. No. And uh, I, I love the fact that the man who wrote possibly 13 books out of the New Testament was someone who was a very unlikely person to do that. Yeah. And I think that in the church today, God will continue to use people who don't feel worthy or people that we, you know, would be surprised yeah, to, right. to be a part of the church. And uh, it's important to explore, I think, the story of Saul becoming Paul, because today, if we want if we want to have a church that's full of the Holy Spirit, we need to be we need to remember that God can God God can use anyone. That's right. And and so you know one one of the things I love in the book, if if you've got your Bible with you in the book of Acts chapter nine, uh, you get to see a turnaround moment. You get to see a moment where because you know before before I I need to I need to stop getting out ahead of ahead of my skis, but. Uh, before Saul became Paul, he persecuted the church. Right. He was somebody who was uh, basically, he had a lot of hatred in his mm-hmm. heart towards Christians. And it was because he had grown up or he he was in the, the movement of the Pharisees, which we know are no fans of Jesus. Right. And Saul was part of that movement. And uh, he wanted to persecute Christians. He wanted to throw them in jail. He wanted to kill them if possible. We know that from the story of Stephen, which I take personally. Uh, well, but. that's how you got your name, you know. Uh, you may not know this, but my first name is Stephen. And uh, when we were naming the first two boys, Mary Alice wanted to use the name Stephen, but I didn't want to use it uh, because all of my, all the years when I was growing up, uh, my mother had me go by Mark, uh, my middle name. And so the only time anyone called me Stephen, it was uh, usually the first day of school or, <laughs> or when I was in trouble and my mom was saying Stephen Mark. But uh, you got your name Stephen Paul because I was preaching through the book of Acts uh, not long before you were born. And I saw that connection between Stephen, you know, his preaching and Paul accepting Christ. You know, I feel like when Stephen preached, it appeared that nobody got saved, but the Bible says that Paul was there he was the one who actually signed off on Stephen's death. And so I always said, well, hey, if you preached a sermon and the only person who got saved was Paul, if this thing works like Amway, you know, <laughs> Stephen is still racking up points. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty big So points. I know that doesn't have anything to do with what you're talking about today. But, uh, no, it has a lot to do with it because, okay. you know, Stephen, Stephen was, uh, you know, like we were just talking about, Stephen was a, a, a very, very, very early leader in the church who yeah. preached a sermon 
And many people, including Saul at this point, uh, thought he was crazy yeah. and killed him. Yes. But uh, I think that planted a seed. I do too. And I think that, that you know, even though Saul was someone who hated Christians, Jesus decided to, that, that, Paul, that he was going to become uh, the, 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 the one who would bring the gospel to the Gentile world. Really? Well, when the cameras were off, I, I know someplace you want to go with this particular Noah's window, and the Lord's going to say something to Saul, later Paul, on the Damascus Road that I think is a reference to Stephen's sermon. Mm. So. I, I believe you are right. Because <laughs> uh, if, if, you, if you go to chapter 9, uh, basically what's happening here is Saul is on the road to Damascus because he wants to arrest some Christians there. So this Saul was so captivated by the idea of throwing Christians in jail that it wasn't even enough for him to try to persecute the Christians in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. He said, I hate them so much that I will I will travel miles and miles just to find some more and put them in chains and throw them away. And the book of Acts says men and women. Yeah. So it, it's indicated that that was an unusual thing to not only arrest men, but to arrest women. It was unusual cruelty. Yeah. Yes, it was. And so uh, that makes this story even more surprising. Because the, the Bible says in, in, in Acts 9, verse 3, it says, As he was approaching Damascus, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. <laughs> he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And, and Saul asked, Who are you, Lord? And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. And what's interesting is in this, uh, you, you know, you, you, uh, you see this in the, in the, N, in the KJV and the NKJV, but uh, you have a statement there from Jesus that's really interesting where he says, you know, it must be hard for you to kick against the goats. Yeah. Now that's, that, you know, in modern English, that, it's kind of hard to, to go back and understand that statement. But basically, a goat would be if, 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 a, if, if livestock was prodded mm -hmm. to go a certain direction, but they decided, I don't want to go here. And I think just like you mentioned, when Stephen preached, mm -hmm. I think that God was trying to get Saul's attention. Well, I think he was trying to reach out to him. I, I agree with that so much. I, I think that's. I think Stephen's sermon was specifically what Jesus meant when he said, "It's hard for you to kick against the goads." I think, as he as he tried to persecute Christians, I think Stephen's sermon kept echoing in his ears. And and to me, I just love all the things that happen in this exchange between. Uh, well, I'll call him Paul because later the Lord's going to change his name to Paul, and that's how we know him. But uh, I, I love several things. I mean, first of all, the Lord says to him, it's hard for you. And Paul thought he was making life hard for Christ followers, and yet the Lord said, it's hard for you. It's always hard for someone to push back against God. And then I think if you had asked him on the way to Damascus, why are you persecuting these people? I think he would say, because they worship a dead man. Mm. So when Paul asked ultimately the Lord, who are you? Jesus' answer came back, I am Jesus. Now, he didn't say, I am Christ. Christ was a title. It, it was a title that basically meant, meant Messiah. Uh, he didn't say, I'm God. He was God. He could have said that. Why did he use his human name? Why did he say, I am Jesus? Because Paul thought the reason he was persecuting those people was they were worshiping a dead man. And the Lord was basically saying, hello, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> you like... know, it's very possible, <laughs> I think possible, that Paul was there at the execution of Jesus. He might have been one of the ones who was yelling, crucify him. And mocking him, perhaps. And mocking him. And it was the Lord's way of saying, Paul, 
I'm Jesus, and I'm here, and I'm alive. And later Paul will say in the book of 1 Corinthians that Jesus appeared to many, and he indicates there were 500 people who Jesus appeared to at one time. So I think over time, at least, if he didn't do it initially, I think Paul had to interview a lot of people that knew that Jesus had risen from the grave. But I just find it interesting that Jesus answered, I am Jesus, and he gave his human name. Hmm. Well, and that that's so important because... A lot of people that we tend to give up on mm-hmm. now, we shouldn't. That's right. Because God might be doing something really great in their lives. He might be planting seeds. You know, I remember hearing about a story about a lady, you know, when, when the Cold War was still happening and the Soviet Union was still in charge of Eastern Europe, which was a very dark time in, in that, that period of time. Romania was under the control of the Soviets. And because of the person that was in charge of that particular area, the persecution against Christians was very bad because the atheist communist regime would try to wipe out anybody who opposed them. And there was a lady in Romania who was, um, uh, you know, who accepted Christ, and she was outspoken about her belief. She would actually witness to everybody about God, and that got her in a lot of trouble with the local, you know, communist Soviet authorities. And so one day. Uh, a guy showed up at her office, and he was sent by the local government, and he was there to assassinate her. He had a gun in his hand, and he put a gun to her head. And right as he was about to pull the trigger, she just felt God's, God influencing her to just go ahead and start talking to him. Mm-hmm. Not, not in a way of, I'm going to die, but in a way of trying to witness to him right as he has a gun to her head. And all she said was, she just said, you know, I, I just wonder, do you, do you know who Jesus is? <laughs> and the guy at this point is thinking, "What? <laughs> like I'm about to shoot you? You want to? You're asking me a personal question? Like, do you know who Jesus is?" And 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 he just, you know, he gives an honest answer. He's like, "Well, I, I don't I don't know what you're talking about." And so she just starts having a conversation with him while he's got a gun to her head, and she starts witnessing to him and telling him about Jesus and telling him about what a difference that he's made in her life. And next thing you know, the guy starts crying, and he drops the gun, and and they sit across a desk from each other, and she just keeps witnessing to him and keeps talking to him about about why why God can change someone's life. And he talks about the mistakes he's made and the terrible things he's done and how he was sent by the local authorities to come shoot her, and he didn't even think twice about it. But he said, now I feel really bad about this. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, what's really cool is the story has a wonderful ending because he ended up um, getting baptized and becoming a member of the church, and he actually ended up becoming an evangelist in that wow. area too. Well, um, that's that's the perfect story for this. Yeah. <laughs> that's a modern day story it's, here. It's a modern day Paul because it still happens. Well, you know, the two questions that Paul asked Jesus are the questions that all of us need to ask: Who are you, Lord, and what will you have me to do? Mm. And my prayer is that all of us will know the answer to those two questions: Who are you, Lord? And what is it that you want me to do? Well, as we close this out, and by the way, this would be a great chapter to read today, Acts chapter 9. So if you're looking for some place to go in the Bible uh, to read the story of the turnaround, the salvation of one of the greatest leaders of all time, perhaps the greatest outside of Jesus, Acts chapter 9 might be a good place for you to fish today. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the story of how you can change lives, both the story that we have in the Bible, the story that Stephen just shared, and then add to that that you've changed our lives. And we pray that we'll always keep our focus on Jesus. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us on this Thursday. And God willing, Stephen and I'll be back tomorrow, Friday. 
and we'll have one more edition of Noah's Window this week. See you soon.